Welcome to another episode of Season 10. My name is Ivan. I'm Stephen. And this is a bonus episode uh, in line with Bibobask. And uh, every week, Stephen and I, we write out a plot and some dialogue of a hypothetical Season 10 episode of Seinfeld. And we're up to Episode 8. That's right. If you're a $2 or more Patreon subscriber, you're getting this at least three or four weeks later than... Or earlier, rather, than everyone else. Yes. So, pretty good. Later. <laughs> later. <laughs> yeah, you're paying to... Pay us to get something to, later. Yeah, exactly. You're paying to, for the delay. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly how it works. <laughs> Are we getting... You're getting scammed. <laughs> it's so illogical, it works somehow. It does, indeed. Uh, uh, this week's episode is called The Cadillac Part 3. Part 3, yes. Nice. There you go. So, a... Uh, Direct sequel to Cadillac Part 1 and 2. Nice. Yes, indeed. Now, today's cast, Stephen, who is playing who? Uh, so, we've got the normal call for Jerry Seinfeld as Jerry, JLD as Elaine, Jason Alexander as George, and Michael Richards as Kramer. We've also got an appearance from Newman, played by Wayne Knight. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got four new characters, uh, and they are played by... Daryl Hannah. She plays Shelley, Jerry's episode girlfriend. Uh, Dev Patel from Slumdog Millionaire. He plays uh, Daryl Silver, the uh, podcast host, because George goes on a podcast. Uh, Martin Wallstrom from Mr. Robot. He plays Sven, the CrossFit trainer. And Michael Rooker, people who uh, are familiar with Gardens of the Galaxy. He's the blue guy. Forgot his name. Uh, Yes. Uh, He plays a Yankees fan who uh, gets into a tussle with uh, Kramer and Newman. Awesome. Indeed. I remember Michael Rooker from is from Cliffhanger. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. um, John Lithgow's... Tucker. uh, Yeah, that's right. Tucker and Walker. Tucker and Walker, yes. John Lithgow's like subordinate, isn't he? Uh, No, he's he's the villain. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and John Lithgow's like the main villain. Yes, and then Rook is like the sub villain. No, no, he's he's one of the good guys. Him oh. and Stallone are the mountaineers that get forced to lead them oh, to the money. Oh, yeah, he's one of the good guys. Yeah, Doesn't yeah. he turn on Stallone? Wasn't uh, it like an act or something? No, no, because you know in the opening scene how Stallone drops the woman off. Yeah, the, 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 yeah. the off the the rope. Yeah, yeah. That's Michael Rooker's. That's Tucker's girlfriend. Oh, oh sorry, sure. wife. Yeah, yeah. And then they have a falling out, but then Stallone comes back, and they're forced to work together to. That's right, yes. Terrorists. Yeah, that's yeah. right, yeah, yeah. Yep, that's yep. right. Cool, cool, yes. cool. Yes, awesome. Anyway, back to uh, the Cadillac Part 3. Brief synopsis for the episode. Uh, in memory of his late father, Morty, Jerry buys a vintage Cadillac, which turns out to be a lemon. He takes his girlfriend away in the Cadillac for the weekend. That's right. Kramer uh, and Newman get into a tussle with another fan at the Yankee Stadium. That's uh, like I mentioned before. Yep. Uh, Elaine tries a hand at CrossFit. And uh, George believes that his prized coffee flask was stolen by a podcast host after he mistakenly leaves it in the studio. Inspired by real-life events. (laughs) Indeed. Nice. You can tell us that story later. Yes, I will. I'll tell you at the end. (laughs) Indeed. All right, scene one. Here we go. I'll start. George and Jerry are lounging in the upstate house when George mentions that he'll be on a podcast. Jerry says, What have you done lately? George says, I posted a giant rant on Twitter about the state of politics and why more people should vote independent, a reference to uh, last week's episode. Some two-bit political podcaster got in touch and invited me on as a guest. (laughs) I've never been a guest on a show before, Jerry. Maybe you can give me some tips on how to do well. Jerry Larson says that as long as George doesn't make an idiot of himself uh, or anyone else, he should be fine. He then goes on to say, uh, it might be a bit of a stretch for you, but you may surprise me yet, George. You may surprise me yet. I have faith in you. Uh, Elaine rings the doorbell and Jerry answers. She walks in complaining about putting on 15 pounds after she stopped going to the gym for a while. She says that she saw a Facebook post about a new CrossFit studio that she may try out. Elaine says, I can't even fit into my good pairs of jeans anymore. My muffin tops are embarrassing. Ugh. Jerry smiling says, top of the muffin to you. <laughs> Elaine glares at him. George tells Elaine about the podcast he will be appearing on. Just don't make a fool of yourself and anyone else and you'll be fine. George then says, what are you up to this weekend, Jerry? 
Jerry says that he'll be taking his new girlfriend, Shelley. Played by Daryl Hannah. That's right. Uh, away to the Hamptons in his newly acquired 1958 Cadillac Eldorado Seville Convertible. Yeah. What a car. Indeed. Uh, he then says, smiling, it's teal, fully restored, and it has brand new leather seats. It's being delivered here this afternoon. Don't you already have 10 cars? Why do you need another one? Well, it has been 14 years since my father's passing. Rest in and, peace, Morty. That's right. And seeing as he loved Cadillacs, I, did, I decided to buy one in his memory. Plus, I don't have a Cadillac, so I thought, what the hell? Elaine says sarcastically, How hard is it for you to make ends meet, Jerry? Again, Jerry, smiling, says, It's not hard at all. George says that he's to prepare for the podcast and heads out the door. Elaine asks where Kramer is. Jerry says, He's heading to the ball game with Newman. Ah, <sighs> how riveting. The next scene, Kramer and Newman are at a booth outside Yankee Stadium waiting in line to buy tickets for tonight's game. They're annoyed that the stadium no longer sells those Cajun-covered peanuts that they both love. Newman says... I heard that someone had a nut allergy and ate one of them by accident, so they stopped selling them. Why is it that we have to suffer for someone else's misfortunes? A real Seinfeldism there, isn't it? For sure. <laughs> uh, Kramer shows him a supermarket packet of the nuts in his jacket and Newman smiles. They're not as good as the Yankees ones, but they'll do the trick. He scolds Kramer for not buying the tickets online like normal people. I was watching season two of New York Investigations last night and totally forgot about it. Is that the next uh, the Netflix drama about New at New York City's grittiest crimes, the lives of three detectives and their personal struggles while trying to solve their cases? Yeah, that's the one. And if you listen to a do- uh, the Adola seventy five episode, you'll understand New York investigations. That's right. That's in there too. He spots an opening at another ticket booth and grabs Newman as they run over. As they get to the front, another Yankees fan played by Michael Rooker jumps next to them to try and push in. I was here first. No, we were. They continue to shove each other until Kramer and Newman relent. Kramer says, Now that's not fair. We got here first. Yeah, you snivelling charlatan. The fan says aggressively, Say that again, Tubby. I dare you. Newman backs away as the fan buys their tickets and walks off. The fan says snarkily, Enjoy the game. (laughs) Newman says to Kramer that they should have done something. Kramer tells him to forget about what happened. Kramer dismissively says, It's the Bronx, Newman. Anything can happen here. Newman snatches the peanuts from Kramer and begins eating them. Kramer tells him to save some for later. Next scene. Uh, Meanwhile, Jerry and Shelley are making their way to the Hamptons in the new car. Shelley says that her father used to be a mechanic and that she knows her way around Cadillacs. Jerry smiling. He's doing a lot of smiling in this episode. He sure is. He's very happy. Very content. Yeah, he's got a new Cadillac and a new girl and he's gone to the Hamptons. What's Mm -hmm. uh, there to be unhappy about? Exactly. Uh, He says, maybe you can change the oil for me when I need its service. It's like he's never done this stuff before. No. (laughs) Um, Shelley smiles as well and she says... Gladly. Your father would have been proud of you. Yep, he had quite a history with Cadillacs. He even got impeached from his housing development in Florida because of one. <laughs> Shelley wonders what he means by that, but Jerry dismisses it and says that it's a long story. They, uh, they continue talking about menial things when the car begins to stutter. Jerry pulls over to the side of the road where the car stops dead. Oh man, I'll go check it out. Jerry looks under the bonnet for a minute uh, or so, but he can't figure out what's wrong. Shelley goes back to the front of the car with some tools she found in the trunk. She begins tinkering away at the engine before telling Jerry to turn the ignition on. Jerry turns the key and the car starts up. Jerry says, You're a miracle worker. It's not the only thing I'm good at. (laughs) This is going to be a nice weekend. I can feel it. (laughs) I sure can. They resume their drive to the Hamptons where shrinkage occurs. No, (laughs) I had the last bit. (laughs) You did. Yes. (laughs) That was like last week when Stacey recorded the episode. There was a line where it was like, 
like a vegan was saying, do you know millions of animals get slaughtered? And I said, it's a joke. <laughs> I said, it's a joke. That wasn't in the script, Stacey. <laughs> Is that you preaching? She's like, no, that was in the script. <laughs> uh, we got a good chuckle out of that. Yes. Um, the next scene, so George and the podcast host, Daryl Silver, played by Dev Patel, are at the end of their episode recording. And Daryl says, Thank you very much to political commentator George Costanza for being with me this week. I don't need twisted bureaucrats or snarky politicians on this podcast. It's always refreshing to hear from average Joes like George and, the, and get their perspectives on the current political climate. Until next week, you take care of yourselves and each other. And just as the record light goes out and the episode ends, George says, thank you. <laughs> Daryl thanks George for being on the show. And George asks him how many listeners he has at the moment. Well, to be honest, George, I only have about 10 subscribers, even though I'm over 60 episodes into this series. I'm sure I'll get more people on board. I just know it. George takes a sip from his coffee flask and ponders what Daryl just said. Oh boy, I love the coffee in this flask. It's so fresh and so hot. It's my prized possession. Yeah, it looks nice, I guess. So only 10 subscribers, huh? Hmm, looks like you need to work on your promotion skills. I'm happy to take the time to build my audience. As long as my content is solid, then the subscribers will come. See, now that's your problem. <laughs> Daryl asks George to leave in a passive-aggressive fashion, and he adds that the episode will be released in a week. George winks and says, I'll be sure to be your 11th subscriber. <laughs> Daryl shows him where the, where the door is, and George leaves. Daryl begins editing the episode. In the next scene, Elaine is at the end of a CrossFit class. She's struggling to keep up with the group. She finds it odd that her other classmates seem to be repeating everything the CrossFit trainer Sven, played by... Martin Wallstrom. That's right. Uh, ...is saying... Sven says, Lightning burst! And the class says in unison... Lightning, lightning burst. burst! Now 20 reps! 20, 20 reps! Sven says that the class is now finished. They'll put their weights away. Lay notices that they seem to be doing this in a very hypnotic fashion. Sven walks up to her with his eyes wide open, like they're staring into Elaine's soul. Elaine... How did, you, how did this feel for you? She says that it was interesting and very hard. Sven assures her that uh, she will improve if she continues to come to class. Sven then tells the rest of the group to say goodbye to Elaine. Goodbye, goodbye Elaine. Elaine is creeped out by this as she sheepishly smiles and walks briskly out of the class. Elaine says, where am I? Jonestown? <laughs> In the next scene, George is driving home from the studio when he realises that he's left his flask there. <gasps> My flask! He makes a sharp U-turn and drives back to the studio. Other vehicles are beeping their horns at him. In the next scene, Elaine calls Jerry on the way home from her class explained and explaining what happened. She says that her CrossFit teacher and classmates were acting very strangely. Jerry says, Maybe they're a cult. I CrossFit can really suck people in. It was surreal. I thought that they were going to turn me into a human sacrifice. Jerry says that it's probably all in her head. And then he says that her and Shelley are at a gas station as his car broke down. Jerry then says, I tried telling her that I'd get the tow truck to come get the car, but she insisted on trying to fix it. Shelley is tinkering with the car while he is on the phone. <laughs> Elaine says that she will find out if her class is a cult and hangs up. Jerry asks Shelley how she's going, and he's shocked when he sees her holding a part of the engine. Jerry, sh Jerry says, shocked, What are you doing? This is a 58 Cadillac Eldorado. You know how rare these parts are? Don't just go taking things out. This isn't a game of operation. Shelley assures him that she knows uh, what's going on and Jerry decides not to argue about it. He spots a, mu a motel across the road, and he says that he'll, he'll we'll book a room for the night and get a tow truck out in the morning. Jerry, to himself, says, maybe you can tink with the air conditioner if it stops working too. In the next scene, Kramer and Newman are in the stadium watching the ball game. Newman is gorging on hot dogs and nachos, while Kramer is eating the Cajun peanuts. 
They're commenting on the game when the Yankees fan from the ticket booth spots them. The fan says, Well, 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 look who it is. Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Kramer says, What's your problem, buddy? We let you go in front of us, even though we were there first. I was there first. Me! You want a piece of me, is that it? Newman and Kramer shake their heads when the fan tells them to get up. Other fans are telling him to shut up and to leave Newman and Kramer alone. Let's go! As the fan is about to punch Newman, Kramer throws the pack of peanuts at his face in desperation. The fan then clutches his face and asks in a panic if they're nuts. Newman says that they are, only covered in Cajun seasoning. Oh, oh God, I'm extremely allergic to nuts! What have you done? He runs off as his face begins to swell up. The other patrons cheer and show support for Kramer and Newman. They go back to watching the game and commenting on it. Kramer says, Boy, he was a crazy guy, wasn't he? <laughs> You're telling me? Our favourite bowl game snack saved our lives. In the next scene, Jer- George knocks on Daryl's front door. He opens it and sighs. George, tell- George tells him that he'd left his coffee flask in the studio and wonders if he can get it back. Daryl then says, I don't remember you leaving it there. You must have taken it. George tells him that he would have remembered it remembered it if he took it, and he accuses Daryl of being a thief, just like the dollar seventy five. Oh the spitting barista as well. Oh the spitting oh, barista. Oh no no sorry, dollar seventy five of the thief and the spitting barista spitting in his coffee. That's right. Yeah, so George has his suspicions of everyone he comes to. He's a bit across. more paranoid in his uh older age fifties. Yes. Sixties, yeah. Yes. Uh he refuses to let George in to look for it. Daryl says, Is that right? Well, your flask isn't here. So I suggest you leave right now before I call the police. George says that it should be him (laughs) calling the police for stealing his flask, and he walks off in a huff. Great, just great. Now people are stealing flasks. What a society we have become. (laughs) In the next scene, Jerry walks back to the gas station and tells Shelley that there were no motel rooms available. It's revealed that Shelley has removed everything from under the bonnet. I know I can fix this. I just know it. Jerry tells her that she is insane. Shelley says that she can do it. Jerry gives in and says that she can keep the Cadillac if she can fix it herself. I'll just buy another one. Shelley yells at Jerry for bragging about how he can afford to buy what he wants. She says that her father had to work three jobs to get her into college and that she can barely afford to live in her apartment. She tells him that they are through and vows that she'll get the car fixed so she can keep it. (laughs) I've always wanted a Cadillac, so I guess this is my chance. Jerry organises an Uber to take him home. In the next scene, uh, Elaine is at another CrossFit class at the studio. She arrives late and finds that Sven and the rest of the classes are chanting some more indecipherable language as they're lifting weights. Sven and the rest of the class stop exercising and turn to Elaine. Sven says, Elaine, you are late, but you are disturbing the aura of this class. The rest of the class turn to her and start chanting. Elaine freaks out once again. What the hell is wrong with you people? Why are you speaking in gibberish? We are the apostles of the new CrossFit revolution, and this centre is our place of worship. Any non-believers must be punished. The class chants louder as they slowly make their way to Elaine. Elaine runs off and slams the studio door behind her. She makes her way out of the centre and she sees other patrons doing CrossFit moves in unison while chanting. She runs to her car and drives off. After a few minutes, she pulls over to the side of the road and messages Jerry about what happened. How does something like this exist? Can't they just meet in a bunker or a fancy mansion? Fancy mansion, I should say. In the final scene, a week later, the core four are at Jerry's house. George just finishes tweeting about Daryl and how silly his podcast is, while Kramer tells the gang that the fan who bothered him and Newman ended up in hospital, but he was fine. I thought you were goners. The Cajun saved the day. 
No, Kramer says, I thought we were, we were goners. Oh, sorry. <laughs> a bit jet lag still. Yes, it's very okay. jet lagged. <laughs> Elaine says that the CrossFit studio has closed down after she drove past it the day before. She says that they must have moved their cult elsewhere. I told you, CrossFit sucks people in, says Jerry. George sees that his podcast episode is online and he hits play as they all listen to it. Daryl opens the podcast by denigrating George and telling his audience that he was offended by his presence. Daryl says that he'll never have average Joes like George on the podcast ever again and that he'll go for bigger fish while bragging about his new coffee flask. George, of course, is furious. I hope you get your comeuppance, you hack. Jerry says, You can buy another one, a flask at Kmart. They're only $15. That's not the point, Jerry. This is my special flask. Why? Because it had sparkles. The sparkles made it stand out. I love those sparkles. Love them. Kramer asks Jerry if he'll get his Cadillac back. Jerry says that he won't bother as he'll go find another one. And Jerry laughs and says, wonder if she ended up fixing it. The scene cuts to Shelley with her new boyfriend driving downtown in Jerry's Cadillac. Woohoo! Thanks, Jerry! The car begins to stutter. <laughs> nice. In a post credit scene, Daryl can be seen at the relocated CrossFit studio getting ready for his first class while drinking coffee out of George's flask. He actually stole it, the dog. <laughs> Jesus. What a dog. And Sven says, Class, please welcome our new member, Daryl. Hi, Daryl. Hi, Daryl. Hi, Daryl. And that's the episode. Nice. Beautiful. So Daryl does get his comeuppance. Indeed. He probably becomes a human sacrifice. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Indeed. Sure. Tell us what you think of season 10. You know, this is all original content that Stephen and I come up with, so I'd love to know your thoughts. Podcast at gmail.com or on social media at Bidwabask. That's right. And if you want to subscribe on Patreon, you can. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Bidwabask. We have a few tiers. Uh, check it out. Get early access to season 10 episodes uh, and some other goodies. Uh, and if you want to email us, Podcast at gmail.com. Like I mentioned that. just then, yes. Yep. <laughs> and uh, we're on all the podcast services. And I'm real jet lag, so I'm going to sign off. That's fine. My name's Ivan. I'm Stephen. And we'll see you next week for another episode of Bidwabask and Season 10. Bye.